Now, do you ever feel guilty for being on your mobile phone so much? I know as a mum, you are constantly needing to check it because you want to check if anything's going on. If you need to, you need to perhaps do your social media posts or you need to check your emails. You, you need to check, you know, this ping, 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 WhatsApp messages going on all the time. And then there's this mum guilt about getting your mobile phone out. And I don't know about you, but I do not want a situation where I've got three teenagers sat around the dinner table with their mobile phones like, and I'm saying, put your phones away, put your phones away. I have this very strict dinner time rule. So I have that guilt when I need to check it, but it's like a catch 22 because when you start a business or when you're trying to build up your personal brand, you're on social media because you have to be, and you're given the advice that you need to be active, you need to be sociable, and you need to be replying to comments timely fashion when they turn up, but you're often in the middle of other things that you're trying to do. Yes, I am, and you are a priority young man. So how do you deal with that? And then there's this trend that's been coming about, and I wanna talk about this trend. It's called the monks mode. So I'm gonna talk to you all about what is this trend and some of the tactical, strategical, whatever things to help us all get into a little bit of monk's mode. Now, apparently we check our phones every four minutes on average. That's 58 times, another study said, a day. Wow, that is an addiction, isn't it? That's definitely a distraction that's gonna take us away from monk's mode. So how do we get into monk's mode? So the first off, there are a few apps that are recommended. One is Headspace. That was actually created by a monk. I haven't used it, but it's one to check out. There's one called One Sec and there's one called Cold Turkey. I think we can kind of guess what Cold Turkey is all about. So what I do is I actually use the Focus app on my iPhone. You know how you can set a sleep sleep area where you only have podcasts available for you during the sleep hours of your day. You have distraction-free work time where the only people that can ring you is say school and your husband or something like that. So there's all these sorts of things that you can do or your mum, you know, there's all these sorts of other techniques that you can use where technology we can actually use to help control our urges and addictions until it becomes less habitual if you like. And one of the psychologists, so the psychologist professor, psychology professor, Larry Rosen, he's the author of The Distracted Mind. He said, removing things out of plain sight will really help you. And I'd never even thought about this, but is the home screen on your phone, like and your, on your tablet or your laptop, just full of icons bursting out at you saying, jumping out and saying, click me, click me, click me. And if it is, The advice is remove those from your home screen, like take the biscuit tin away from the side in the kitchen, whatever it is that's distracting you. So it might be turn the TV off, put the remote somewhere else. It might be, I don't know, log out of Netflix so that every time you go on it, you have to log in. So it's a bit of a chore, so you don't want to do it. Maybe it means with your laptop, you only have certain apps open and on your, um, your, your dock across the bottom or on your home screen and ones that basically are just more difficult to find because you know there'll be a distraction if you see that news or something. One of the things I found really, really helpful when I was in my corporate job is just getting rid of notifications. So when you're actually working on your laptop and you're in work mode, you might have your email on there, you know you can get those push notifications, desktop notifications, and they pop up every time you get an email with a little summary, like the first line or something, or the subject line, and it immediately catches your eye, distracts you, and makes you go off into a tangent of, oh, what's this person emailing me about now? What have I got to deal with? What am I doing? 
You see, that distraction can really cause problems for you. So what I used to do is I turned those notifications off on my work email and it made a massive difference in my corporate life. So my distraction focus, you know, my ability to manage my team and for my team to do their work. I use that now in my personal life. So any notifications on my phone, I basically keep it to a minimum. So every app does not notify me when there is a message. So monks mode, getting the most out of monks mode though does mean you've actually got to know what to focus on. And I believe this is at the crux of why most of us are procrastinating. It's because we don't have that true clarity over what it is we should be working on. I know for a fact on the days that I'm unclear, that I'm woolly, that I'm overwhelmed, don't get as much done. I mean, do you do this? You like show up at your laptop, but there's such an amount to do. You don't even know where to start, let alone what the biggest task is, the biggest needle, needle mover. So I have a few questions for us to consider so that we can get in a position where we understand and get clarity over what it is we should actually be working on. So the first one is getting clarity on the why and the what we're doing. So yes, it is a little bit task focused, but that involves thinking about things the night before, you know, when you let your brain mellow on the one thing you've absolutely got to achieve that next day. Getting clear in your mind as well is also about taking space and time out. You have to meditate. You know when you kind of bang, bang, bang and you're just doing something constantly, you're constantly busy, constantly with the kids, constantly with your parents, you're you're picking up for somebody or you're with a client or you're in your nine to five job. You're constantly so busy, you can't get that headspace to even figure out what it is I'm supposed to be doing and how. Like the warm up for a podcast episode, for a blog post, for you to put something out on social media that's in relation to the business you're trying to do, you need headspace. Meditation allows you to observe the thinker, but to stop thinking all the time and, and, and allow yourself to almost observe, breathe, have that self-care, that space, that meditative space to observe your thoughts, criticize them when they're telling you you can't achieve something. But also, you know, it's kind of from that space, that emptiness is where your flow work comes from, is where your energy and your ideas and your creativity and your self-belief all comes back when you know what your true self is and what you should be doing. I want you to look at your environment as well. You'll, If you actually look around at the behind the scenes view of this office, <laughs> this removed office, it's kind of a mishmash between a playroom and an office. It's a mum office, a mum office. I might come up with a, like a slogan or a trademark for that. Um, but basically, your environment really matters. Now, when I think of an environment that gives me monk's mode, so let's say, for example, I get an hour or two without the kids, and hubby's taking them out on a Sunday afternoon and it's like, okay, Sue, you can do the podcast recording. And I'm like, yes, and I've got a guest or something like that. I make sure my environment is such that I have my water glass. I have my laptop open. My gear is set up. My mic is always permanently set up, attached and connected to everything that it needs to be. The light is there. It's all there. I don't need to come and set it up every time. So your environment, the things that are in plain sight are encouraging, they're not distracting, but the things that are in plain sight are also the things you need, the very things that give you creativity and inspiration. And that can be really hard when you're juggling a nine to five or you're juggling a family or you're juggling, you know, the fact that you've got other things going on. You've got, you've got kit, you've got to get out for a client or you've got to be ready for a client call. So you rearrange maybe your back desk and your front desk, you know, whatever it is that you're doing and you're on Zoom calls. So 
Then there's another clue, actually, that was about visual reminders. So the visual reminder, the cue that gets you into monk's mode and reminds you not to be doing something or to be doing something. I find that a visual reminder, like a calendar on the wall or a checklist or a box, you know, a a section you can box off and tick off when you've done something is really handy. Um, And then we always forget this one, don't we? And that is to reward ourselves. After we've had a period of doing some really great focused monk work, Um, to reward ourselves so this afternoon when you have done all your social media posts when you have I don't know here's what I used to do when I was in my nine to five I would not have lunch until I'd done my lunch commitment activity to my business so my side hustle at the time meant that I either had to be writing a blog post researching a podcast episode reaching out to a guest um, or I had to be researching about content so I might be listening to a course or a podcast or an audiobook Whatever it was, it was always a task that was geared towards what I needed to do next in my business to move forward. And my reward was when I finished this, then I will eat my lunch. Yeah, I used to literally starve myself <laughs> until I'd done it. But, you know, I, that sort of routine just meant that, all right, then I'm going for my walk. I'm going to listen to the next bit of my training course on neuroscience or NLP or whatever I was studying. And then I would do that. And then I would get, I don't know, to a nice place in the woods and have my sandwich or my chocolate bar or, you know, um, shouldn't really say that, should I? We should be having something really healthy like a smoothie. Um, But I did used to do things like that to reward myself. Now at home, I have to sort of almost go, the reward is, that's it. My laptop's closed. I've achieved something for the day. You were doing amazing, so you're crushing it. So whatever it is, make sure you pack in those rewards because I'm telling you, when I don't do it, it's like it's just hustle, hustle, hustle. Like it's not rewarding. It's not, it's not, it doesn't feel good and it just feels like you're working hard. This is a long road we're on. Let's face it, you know, financial freedom, location freedom, time freedom. It's not going to come in five minutes. We've really got to hone it. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.